Oof, can you imagine that sandwich though? Rystrom, Nikolai, and Cade. Can you imagine mine? I think I would die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see why we are labeled as nymphs. Everyone and welcome back to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. By the way, I'm the one editing these, and I know I say romancing the monsters so often. So if it pains you, <laughs> dear listener, know that I, it pains me too. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and not do that. I'm Ab. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And this week we read Pleasure of a Dark Prince by Cressley Cole. <laughs> Um, I want to do, before you jump into the blurb, yeah. I want to do something fun. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I want you to try and describe this book in five words. Oh, shit. I have my five words <laughs> because I you... have the advantage of... <sighs> Planning this I ahead. I, yes. Yeah. Hmm. I thought about it. I think I have four. Okay. Okay. Can I go? Yeah. All right. Indiana Jones on steroids. Okay. Mine is Idiots on Boat Jungle Sex. <laughs> You're going to have to lower the volume for that laugh. I'm so sorry. I mean, is it not accurate, though? <laughs> yes. Whatever you ask. I just have sexy, thrilling, and frustrating. Okay. Yours is like sophisticated. It's like a review. <laughs> like the blurb that's like at the top of the book, like on yeah. the cover. <laughs> All right. What is this book actually about, Seth? All right. So for this book, we finally get to the story of Lucia and Gareth. Gareth. I have to remember, in my head, I'm reading it as Garrett. For some yeah, reason, same. I can't get the T-H. Plus, I find it hard to pronounce, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we finally get their long-awaited story that we got teased with from book one. Um, and I remember we were all talking about, um, I wonder why, like, their book is happening so late into the series. And then I guess you realize later on what happens. Um, so anyways, we start off, um, this book starts off before book one even starts. Um, Lock Lane is still considered missing. We don't know what happened to him. Um, Gareth finds Lucia and he knows instantly, like, that's his mate. They were playing a rugby game, right? Um, but we know that Lucia... It was violent rugby, though, we should say. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... He loses a couple teeth. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I imagine, like, you know, in Twilight, when they're playing their baseball game, it's like, no humans allowed. This is what I imagined. And, like, he actually swallows them. Like, he <laughs> he literally loses oh. teeth, and then he swallows them, and he's like, fine, keep going. No, and they <laughs> call the them, hell? like, chiclets. His oh, teeth were dick. like chiclets. I was dying. I was like, do you guys remember that gum? Chiclets? Yeah. It's like a two-pack of gum. They're white, but they have like a sweet taste to them. Anyways, it's a small little thing, and it's just like, it looks like teeth. Everyone mm. would always pretend they were teeth, and like the fact that she was calling them chiclets and like 
Yeah. I was just dying. Because yeah. I like That's I remember funny. that gum and I haven't had it for years. Yeah. yeah. And you have the nymphs like on the side. <laughs> that that would be us, seriously. <laughs> on the sidelines. Yes. According to Ash, our very loyal listener. We're yes. like nymphs. <laughs> We've funny. been uh described as the nymphs in this series, so Anyways, <laughs> take that as you will. <laughs> uh, it took me all of like a minute to get sidetracked from the synopsis. So they're playing rugby. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have watching. some like hot and dirty then... action in the grass until Lucia yes. was like, actually, no, because they're we find out. They're for no. an orgy, everyone, to start. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's what they're waiting for. <laughs> they're actually already having it by themselves but then they're waiting for the men to be done and join them. They, the yeah. girl the nymphs they were touching themselves right yeah <laughs> yeah the right. nymphs yeah. yeah 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 they're rootless they have no shame <laughs> honestly respect <laughs> yeah man they're comfortable in their sexuality like all the power to the nymphs honestly yeah. sure sure <laughs> uh, where was so i going then lucia this? is it lucia lucia i think it's Lu- lucia lucia and then okay, he Lucia. just says Lucia. Lucia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Lucia. he <laughs> He totally, like, disregarded, like, you know, the enunciation. The way to pronounce her name. He yeah. was just like, no, nah, here's, here's how I do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, action on the grass until Lu- Lucia, whatever the ha- however you pronounce her name, she says no, because we know that... Um, she actually, at the beginning of the book, actually, it starts off with her basically on death's door. Um, and this goddess from the Scathy people, she um, blessed Lucia with um, the power to never miss with her arrows. Um, but only if she remained chaste and pure and celibate. Because um, what had happened was she left Valhalla um, when she was 16 years old. She wasn't fully immortal yet. Um, she got wooed by this supposedly gorgeous man. And then she later finds out after she marries him that he actually is a monster. He's called a god, he's, but he he's, is... He's the monster we don't want, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's this man has, like, rotting monster. patches of flesh everywhere. Like, he yeah. just smells Eats bad. Evil. Yes. Yeah. Rotting teeth. Like, Ugh. his... Instead of giving you a bouquet of flowers... He would give you someone's arm. Someone's severed arm. Yeah. Yeah. He was just an awful, disgusting piece of... I love how Cursely Cole makes a difference between the actual monster monsters and, like, mm-hmm. the hot monsters that you're actually supposed to root for. Yeah. <laughs> like, just yeah. appreciate that. It's like, you know if he is, like, rotten flesh mm-hmm. hanging down his body and, like, just disgusting teeth and stuff you know he's not you're not supposed to find him hot yeah or you know fucking corpses as well i mean that's another indicator yes (laughs) (laughs) one would hope so (laughs) um anyways so she makes a vow to the scathy goddess that she will not have sex she will not you know take part in you know, the pleasures of the flesh, I guess. Um, anyways, flash to now, she's met Gareth, who is her mate. Well, Gar- she is Gareth's mate. Um, and she wants him. Of course she wants him because he sounds hot AF. Um, and he seems like a great guy. Um, but she just is so, I guess, 
at one with her calling and her identity that she's built with herself. She's known as, like, the archer that never misses. Um, because she can't miss. If she misses, she feels, like, immense pain. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, anyways, she uses herself as bait to capture Gareth because... Um, the Valkyrie want um, to catch Gareth because they know we're at the point in book one where um, Lachlan has Emma and they believe that Emma, the Valkyries, can't take care of herself. Um, and anyway, so they capture Gareth and we flash back, like flash forward a bit. Um, everything's happy with Lachlan, Gareth, everyone's great. And then we finally move on to their own story. And we find out a year has passed um, with Gareth trying to find Lucia. She's just. Can been... we just wait? That that switch from him saying "I will find her in two weeks" and then oh, yeah. a paragraph skip, and it says one year <laughs> later. Later, it's like, so funny. <laughs> I burst out laughing because I wasn't prepared. I was like, because he said two weeks, and I was expecting, yeah, okay, we'll yeah. we'll see, like you know, like the, the cocky, self-assured, yeah. confident alpha male that's like, I'm gonna get my girl under two weeks. Just watch me, and then it's like, oh, year later, and he still is like hasn't found her <laughs> it was so great and i love that like um it's not even just like i think the way that they described the year that had passed it's like reagan like throwing logs on him and almost killing Hard. him and then he almost got yeah. burnt in yeah. a warehouse like amazing. yeah <laughs> amazing i love reagan she sounds like oh, such she, a she chaotic awesome mess in this book we we learn a lot more about her mm-hmm. anyway blurb so we find out that there's a way to kill um his name's Kruak. I don't know how yeah. you pronounce it. Uh, not Krua. It sounds like a gag reflex, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, anyways, so, and then it's to find a diamor, where, like, it's basically, it's called a god killer. Um, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so they have to find this item. It's, like, this mystical item that they need to find to destroy him because this Kruak guy arises every 500 years. Um, right? 500 years? Uh, Yeah. I believe that. I think so. And um, so this time, Lucia really just wants to end it and just kill him. What happens is Gareth decides to hijack her boat, her, like, cruise ship that's, like, falling apart. Um, This is kind of, like, our first time seeing immortals interacting with humans, like, on a day-to-day basis. And I thought it was a very interesting switch because we're not really used to seeing them interact with humans. And anyways, how did you guys, like... (laughs) The humans, like I just thought, they were so interesting to me. They were so different than. So you mean you mean the ones on the boat? Yeah, sorry, like the them? ones on the boat. So that was like the scientists, and then we had um, Isachar, like is it um, Isabel and Charlie? Yeah, that was cursed, and then we had the captain that was Travis. So interesting, right? I kind of want that book. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I know Travis humans, and Isabel, so... right? And Charlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how. Plus, I was just like, okay, I feel like I was expecting in the book to see um, Lucia somehow bring Mariquetta into things. So, like, to end the curse on Isabella. I think she will, though, eventually. Isabella? Isabel. Isabel. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I was really expecting that to happen, and then it didn't. And I was like, Carsey Cole, why are you starting a a story and then not ending it? I know. (laughs) I know. Maybe in the next books? Is there any mention of them again? No, there's like, no mention. No. I don't remember. Maybe maybe she was planning, like, a novella for them at some point. 
I, don't, I, I would be really interested. I'm intrigued. And I think it's very interesting because um, Lucia automatically assumed that she wasn't human. But, like, mm-hmm. obviously, Isabel's like, there's no other option. I am human. And then you're like, oh, shoot. Like, maybe she isn't, though. And she just doesn't know it. But she is. Remember, she said she was cursed by a, a witch? Sure. But maybe she thinks that. But maybe, but maybe she is. I mean, deeper. she is cursed. I'm not saying she's not cursed. But I'm saying maybe she isn't actually human. And she maybe. just doesn't know it. Maybe. I just feel like it kind of ties into, like, the whole real world thing where we have so many things we can't explain. And, like, so many yeah. people, like, you know. There's witches in real life, you know? There's, like, they have so many, like, paranormal situations that can never be explained. And, like, I believe I'm still human. And, like, other people still believe they're human. And they experience things well, that we don't have any that, explanations for. I, for sure, <laughs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> I identify I admit, as guys. a vampire. <laughs> Today's the day I say it. <laughs> Anyways, what I was getting at is, like, there's so many, like, things that we experience as humans that we can't explain and like we finally in this series see a human that's like going through things that she can't explain but she is human Mm. so yeah i just thought it was really interesting i think okay wait um are we going into what we think of the book all right s go ahead so um i i loved it i really loved it really yeah it, you were okay, so quiet so this time around. Yeah, yeah no, because I wanted... Okay. <laughs> okay, so you know how we talked about how it was taking us a little bit longer, like, to get through it? Yeah. Because yes. I felt like it was... This book was longer. Um, It did take me maybe a little bit to get into it, like, fully invested. But I have a new favorite. I have a new favorite. Really? <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to share my... Um... I feel like Gareth... Is, is your new favorite. Yeah. He's going to knock Bowen out of yeah. the way. I just Aww, knew Bowen. it when I was reading. I was like, I, I was just going to love him. this man. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just going to say it now. Like, I'm claiming all the werewolves. Okay. Okay. So just, <laughs> okay. No, just, just throwing that out there. They're mine. It's fine. You know what? Actually, I'm claiming all the demons. You can claim all the werewolves. and I'll have, have all, all the vampires. vampires. But you can but have that's Nikolai. That's unfair because you have more than us. Well, then whose fault is that? Well, I mean, I'm stealing a couple of them. Like, Nikolai. You're not keeping Nikolai. Fine. You can have He's Nikolai. He's coming over really to my harem. <laughs> Let me borrow Cade. Oh, yeah, because we're nymphs. You know, we can have a harem. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to let you borrow Cade. He he <laughs> delivered the hottest sex out of the, the, the entire series. Cade yeah, or I was yeah, it Rydstrom? I, I feel like he's really good at edging. Oh, no. But, I mean, so Rydstrom's like, not no, even we on the table. Rydstrom is, Rydstrom is mine. He's not even on the <laughs> table for discussion here. <laughs> I feel like if we just talk about this, we'll just argue and then this whole episode will be pointless. For an hour and a half. So maybe yeah. we should stop. Anyway, S loved the book. Okay. <laughs> what about yeah. you, M? Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like for context, we probably have to say that we record these episodes a while in advance. Um, and so when we were reading this book, um, it was the American elections. <laughs> so that kind of took me out of the story. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, yeah. the, I feel like I wasn't in... <clears throat> I, okay. I could tell that... I, it was enjoyable, but my brain just wasn't into it for a while. Okay. And then the last, like, 40% or so I read after the elections. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I really got into it. Plus, the book got really intense at that point, And I was like, oh, okay. And, like, that's when it started 
making me feel something because before then I was just kind of reading and not mm. really experiencing the book so but um Gareth <laughs> right <laughs> I was that shocked. accent though yeah I was yes. shocked he is pretty hot it has to yeah. be said he's very hot um so this is my second time reading it but again I suck my memory sucks <clears throat> sorry I cleaned my throat Gary you could uh, take that up <laughs> Now that I've praised you for not doing that anymore, you're going to start doing it. I know, because now I'm like, Karma. Anyways, so, as I said, this is my second time reading this book. Um, I tend to forget a lot, so I forgot a lot of things that happened in this book. But like you said, it was the American elections, and while I'm not American, my house is still very much invested into the the outcome of what would happen. Um, So mentally, I wasn't really in the mood. Um, it took me a while. I think I read 20%. And then I I told you girls that I, I can't. Like, I physically can't. I wasn't into it. It wasn't grabbing my attention. But then once I hit, like, maybe the 30 40%, I was, like, in it again. I was invested. I just needed to finish this book again. Um, I just felt like it was... it's Because I already know what happens in the series. So it's really good to see the groundwork in this book take place. Um, and see little little, I guess, hints and nudges of, like, what's to come. Um, I thought it was really well done. And yeah, I really enjoyed this book. And Gareth, again, amazing. I love that man. I think he's a great character. Um, yeah, I just thought this book was really good. Oh my gosh, guys. Sorry. Right. What were you going to say, March? You, you can just say whatever you want. I mean, it feels like you have something really intense and important to say. Yeah. <laughs> so go for so, it. <laughs> I was just going to ask you girls. Yes. Lock Bear finally had dialogue. Oh, okay, oh, wait, yeah. no, hold on. We're going to talk about Lock Bear later, okay? Lock Bear can <laughs> But wait. you know he's my husband, Before, my one and only, I my mean, love, we're talk my about life, the fact that he snapped that girl's neck. He yeah. snapped it. He's like, girl, bye. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Lock Bear, But we're going to wait. We're going to wait for that moment. Um, before then, I want to say that one thing I really actually loved in this book Okay, so this is called the lore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for there hasn't been that much lore in these books so yeah. far. But in this book, I actually felt like there was quite a bit of, of lore, of like history of like the gods and goddesses of this world. And I I really liked that aspect. To me, it felt kind of more like a fantasy novel almost mm. than than a paranormal romance. So I loved that aspect. What did you guys think of it? I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. And I felt like this book was very different in terms of like its setup and like the overall format and setting of this book was just so different. Like I feel for um, Bowen and Mariquetta's book, yeah, it was set in like somewhere, it was a Honduras. This one mainly took place in the Amazon. So I just felt like it was interesting. As you said, we got different lores, we got different myths like myths and we even like encountered our first shifter who happened to be a jaguar who happened to be the protector of like who happens to be very hot and unfortunately he died i was like what are you doing cressley yeah i was surprised but we don't know if he died for sure for sure he just got dragged down into the water by a caiman sure i was really upset about that (laughs) he he doesn't come back i don't think so not yet he was really hot uh, I was I was about to fall on the side of the shifters for this. I guy, really, but... like, I think it's interesting. She she introduced the shifters, but like they don't really get books. I was wondering because we only get the werewolves so far. Okay, how did you guys? This is one of my sort of issues. 
how did you like the fact that um once again you have a heroine who cannot be touched or like cannot because i thought that was a weird decision because it's right after untouchable that is and i i think to me that's a trope that gets uh old really fast it's not like i like it for like one book but then i don't gravitate towards it like often Mm -hmm. so how did you feel about that especially knowing that they're one after the other back it felt different though it did because in this case she can be touched she just can't have sex she can't have sex and then um what was it daniela daniela for sure couldn't be touched touched because she would get hurt yeah i mean it felt different in that aspect you know like i didn't mind it so yeah. yeah. Does it happen again in the series? Not that I can recall. I mean, there's an instance where I could say it's reversed, but not really. Ooh. I'm lo- I'm trying to think of it. I don't want to spoil it, but like you'll get to it when you get to it. But I mean, for in this situation with uh, mm-hmm. Lucia, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I felt like, like you said, it's something that we already dealt with. So I kind of was like, oh, yeah, this again. Um but I felt like it kind of cheapened the moment when at the end. So basically, I guess, spoiler, they finally have sex in the jungle because where else would they have sex, you know, as they will, you know. On a rock, <laughs> no less. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, she. Like, yes. <laughs> no, it wasn't Sign a rock. It was, um, well, what is it? He, 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 he bent her forward onto a rock and then he changed his mind. But I think at first it was on top of a rock. And I was like, you know what? I'm here for this. Wasn't it on like a sacrificial table? Like a stone table? Oh, it might have been. Yeah. I I think she imagined it, didn't she? I thought Hmm? she imagined it being an altar. No, it was an actual altar. No, I think it was an actual altar. And then she, after she reflected on like, you know, the sex and like, Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like liberating and ironic. A rocky altar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a piece of rock. Yes. Um, I just felt like it was kind of, like, it kind of cheapened the whole idea and, like, kind of made it, like, easy, where, like, mm-hmm. she calls up Nyx and Nyx is like, oh, yeah, um, that Scaffy goddess person took away your yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, it felt very convenient. I didn't like that. I didn't like I that I thought that either. was too easy. Me too. Because they're not mentioned anymore, so I, I thought, since she'd had sex, I thought she was going to have an encounter with the Scaffy god, goddess, right? That's yeah, I thought so too. But it was um just kind of like brushed under the rug, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the saying? Deuce my deuce something my key my 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 kina? Like what's the huh? saying where it's like it's the it's an expression in like Latin or something that says like something that happens just like something that's thro- thrown in as like an easy plot device. Oh shoot, I don't know. Deuce how. S my 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 Makina? Deuce S Zeus. I don't fucking speak Latin, so. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Obviously. I barely speak a language. So, um, and, and then when, um, when she's like, oh, so I haven't lost my abilities at, like, mm-hmm. at, you know, being a good, um, Ar- archer? Archer? Archer. <laughs> Let me just restart. Well, that guys, thing. we're playing charades right now. Yeah. <laughs> One word. <laughs> um. Anyways, and then when she says, "Like, oh, I thought I had lost my ability as like an archer," mm-hmm. but then Nix is like, "Well, you practiced for like a thousand years." I don't. There was something about that that I didn't like because I thought it kind of like 
duh you know what I mean like <laughs> I I don't know like it made Lucia like that whole moment kind of made Lucia feel a little dumb yeah no I agree or maybe not you. dumb dumb is like a big word but you, you know what I mean yeah. like it was just like you guys are wiser than this usually yeah. you know do you think maybe it was set up in a way where the Scotty people kind of had her think that to kind of have her oh, for kind sure. of like control her Oh, for sure. For sure. She was manipulated into thinking mm-hmm. that that's because she, she didn't have the ability to begin with. But it's kind of yeah. true that you've been doing it for a thousand years. So like, of course, you're going to be good whether you have it or not, mm-hmm. because you practice for that long. But I just the way that whole scene was worded, I was like, well, that kind of makes Lucia seem dumb. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> that I, she should have known, you know? Yeah. And I agree with that. I felt like she should have no, no like I mean common sense I would say when you do things for so long you're te- you would pick up the skills because you've built the muscles you've like you have the muscle memory of doing it for thousands of years you know how to do it like I just didn't like that what I also didn't like is as soon as after they had sex and this might be something you guys don't agree with me with agree with me on with but I just didn't like how she like insulted Gareth so much after this man like you know like he couldn't help what he did and she did agree to what happened and it's just like the way she went about that situation after they had sex Mm -hmm. I was like not okay with I was like yeah Gareth you leave her Gareth sorry yes Gareth you leave her I like that he actually left like okay you didn't like that but I actually I guess I'm trying to say that I liked it in the sense that it caused that whole mm-hmm. drama and I liked that the drama and I liked that he actually walked away. I he was like too. I am sick and tired of of you know being told off all the time and yeah. being told that I'm not good enough and that you don't want me so I'm gonna leave. Like yeah. I'm actually I'm I've been running after you for a whole goddamn year and you still don't want me. I'm gone. And I was like yes Gareth <laughs> but it's and not even that me. she didn't want him. <laughs> it's like she wanted him and like she used and him, then she and then she used him ha- as her punching yep. bag after. With yep. like, I know she was frustrated, and she was yep. honestly depressed that she was losing her powers. But like, poor she guy, he's only ever been there for you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that was another thing that was frustrating: the lack of communication. Oh. Like, I just wanted yeah. her to tell him, you know, like I need help or I need this is what's going on. Um, yeah. yeah, she didn't I married trust him. or yeah, and after a while, that was frustrating, and then. How you mentioned that scene after they had sex is just, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, that's, I guess that's understandable because, like, they don't really know each other. And, like, she was kind of forced a mate, you know? Like, she never really looked out and looked for a mate. And, like, yeah, she had that dream of, like, oh, I've always wanted to have my own children. I've always wanted to have my own family. But, like, in her head, all she sees is her, like, ex-husband that's, like, a psycho, nasty piece of shit. And, like, she just never saw herself with anyone. So I guess you can look at it as she was forced a mate when she didn't really Plus, want she one. didn't tell anyone really besides, um, well, Nick's dupe just because Nick knows everything. And then um, Regan. And that's it, I think. Yeah. So if she, if, like, many people knew, but then she just didn't want to tell gareth i'd be more annoyed but i do like when i was reading i i do remember a couple times i was thinking like just girl just just say it yeah (laughs) like i'm i'm annoyed right now (laughs) that said i will say that one thing i really liked was the fact that uh cressley cole decided to have lucia never say the whole truth about like the the actual rape 
Yeah. Um, because she was a child. I like that. Because in a way, I don't know, like I thought that was kind of a brave decision on her part because oftentimes you and a romance novel and, and like the protagonists need to know everything about each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all your deep, dark secrets have come out, you know? But I think it's interesting because it's true, you know? Like sometimes you just would rather keep it to yourself and move on, yeah. you know? Like it's everyone copes differently and I, I, I really appreciated that she she did that with Lucia. Yeah. I, I, it's I not, agree. I can't, I can't say it's something that I've seen before really in a romance novel. And I liked how realistic it was because it, she didn't yeah. say that she would never tell him. She just said she'll tell him when she One was day. ready. And when I feel like ready. as readers, like you said, we expect it to happen all on page. We expect them mm. to solve all their issues and like air out all their, I guess, for lack of a better word, dirty laundry. Um, mm. You know, by the end of the by the end of the book, we expect it to all be resolved. And I like that this was a realistic. I mean, sure, it's a fantasy world. It was realistic in yeah. the sense where, like, we don't share everything with our partners right off the bat. Like, so yeah, I really like that as well. It stays off the page, right? So it, it stays private between the two of them. Like, as a reader, we're not privy to that moment between them, and I yeah. kind of like that because it's kind of like, well, yeah. They're going to have that discussion at one point and we'll never get to see it. And that's fine. Like, that's between them. You know what I mean? I know that it's like, it's fictional characters, but like, these characters get into you though. They do. But I love that decision because it's so real and true. And and sometimes you do keep things to yourself and sometimes you just tell one person and then you move on with your life and you don't need to tell everyone, you know, about your trauma. Like, you just move on. And I also so. think it would have been hard to read. Like, I know this is dark romance, but, like, she was literally a child. She was, like, I don't know how long she was groomed in the sense where, like, you know, looking at them, I guess, Kurok, whatever, Krom, whatever the mm. name he was going by at that time, looking at him through, like, a portal. And, like, I don't know how many years that went on. I don't know how long that went on. She was basically groomed. And as soon as she married this, like, Prince Charming, Um, He turned into a monster. And, like, of course, we know what happened. Like, we read between the lines. We know that she was raped brutally and, like, violently abused. But, like, she was a child. And I think that would have been a lot harder to read about if it was described so graphically as some of the other traumas that have, like, have happened in the series. Plus, it could could feel like fetishizing... for the sake of angst and drama, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's done in romance a lot, where yeah. you have someone that is raped, whether you have the scene in the book or not, but, like, the authors sometimes love to have that, like, big reveal on page so that it creates drama yeah. and such. So I kind of respect that she's not putting it in because yeah, she's really not fetishizing it, but she's also not, you know, you know that this sort of thing happen and yeah it's mm-hmm. a fantasy world but the truth is that happens in real life too exactly. so yeah. but I mean I feel like that this couple had a lot of other problems to go through so I sure. mean, like you know <laughs> <laughs> sure it might have been too much <laughs> it was enough angst as is without that yeah yeah can we finally talk about my husband well are you not ready? Sure. If you're not ready, fine. Okay, let's, let's follow your list. What was next on your list? Snapping Lucia's neck. How did you guys feel though? We're first, like, it's our first time I was kind of getting dialogue. Shocked. I gasped. Really? Out loud. I was like, <laughs> he did not. I told yeah, you, he's too. a 
He's not. Because everyone says, oh, he's like an anti-hero, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like so far in the series, he's been like the mis- like mysterious, yeah. dark person in the background doing his own thing but i was like i don't really see how that makes him an anti-hero but here he is he's like i'm gonna snap this bitch's neck (laughs) it's like okay i call him a villain like i mean yeah i guess it all like goes back to like your idea of perspectives and like later on you'll see like maybe things aren't as black and white but i don't know i like yeah he's an anti-hero but like he really was a villain. Like, he was something that they had to overcome in this series. I mean, it's I not the series. I still don't see him book. as a villain, though. I still don't see him as a villain. I see it. I see him as an anti-hero that's doing something for a purpose. You know what I mean? Like, True. Well, I mean, a, villain do- a villain does very bad things for a purpose, too. But, you know what I mean? Like, I still kind of see him as not quite the villain. But, like, he's walking that line. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Like, he volleys between the two, I think, in this whole series. But I think... For him, like, he, you'll see what he does, but, like, he does serve a bigger purpose, and, like, he, you can tell he's working towards something in this book. Like, he has, like, we don't know yet what his purpose is, and, like, yeah, he just did not give two shits. He was like, I'm gonna take that thumb, and I'm gonna take that ring, and get out. <laughs> yeah, and, and to hell with the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't I care. <laughs> does he have a question? The, um... What went on in this book with him? Do we see that in his book? Oh yeah, we, we oh, get yeah. to see. Okay, so we go back in, in in like in time. Um, not necessarily. Oh, but we see the the ring again. I I mean, I imagine, I assume. <laughs> yes, because um, how the book ended, um, a lot of people got kidnapped and abducted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that epilogue was like on fire. Like, right? I felt like I was watching a movie yeah. and like, I'm boom, like, boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah. no, there goes Lot there. Oh no, there goes Reagan. And then like Carol. Carol. Uh, I was yeah. like, oh shit. It was clear she was like setting up the next three books. And I really liked how she did it because it got you invested in the three stories. Mm-hmm. Especially because like we learn a lot more about Reagan in this book. Yeah. She got kidnapped by, by her berserker. No, um, no, remember how, um, Lucia was like, oh, Aiden wouldn't do that, so she doesn't think it's Aiden. And then Nix is like, oh, it might be the CIA. <laughs> no, but, I mean, she says that, and I was, in my head, I was like, well, just because she said that, it means it is him. Mm. That's, that was my reasoning, but I guess now that you say that, that's, that means it's not so him. Maybe it's not, yeah. Unfortunately, I was here for the kidnapping i'm not gonna lie it's a it's a favorite uh story i'm trying so hard not to spoil anything but uh, i can't wait till you guys get to it it's so good is that the next book reagan is the next one right Um, no the next is it carol is carol the next book is carol and then reagan and then lothair and then mcgreeve i'm excited i'm so excited i love those four books i love the rest of the series to be honest it gets good from here like amazing epic phenomenal <laughs> another <laughs> one and another one <laughs> uh, oh god i can't believe i just made a dj khaled reference in this podcast <laughs> oh, ew. and another one <laughs> okay i have a question so this is goes it goes back to reagan and to lucia um were they sisters as mortals um they all lived in valhalla so, like, um, they're, it's so hard to explain, but they have a mother 
who they get struck by lightning by I guess they go through some tra- traumatic situation and like their strength somehow um I guess the gods Odin and Freya recognize their strength and like strikes them with lightning and gives them a child but like I guess they end up in Valhalla which is like their version of like heaven or a paradise and then once they reach a certain age so like they're living with Odin and Freya during that time once they reach a certain age they um are allowed to leave Valhalla but they can never return so Reagan had left at 12 years old to follow Lucia and both of them could never have returned home. So they left before they were ready to go. So I guess sister's in, like, the most loose sense yeah. of the term. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they mentioned that that Lucia is Valkyrie of mysterious origin. How is that different from the rest of the Valkyrie? I need a whole, like, actual book of lore. Yeah. I re- like, I really wish Crescent oh, yeah. would write a book of lore. Because, like, they talk about the book of lore and these characters read it. And it's, like, all, like, the history and, like, info of the characters and I'm like I want that man it's the Crestley Cole universe <laughs> yeah um speaking of Valkyries um I really did not not at all miss Annika me too oh, I was, I was, I was like which one are you here why are you here <laughs> I was gonna ask how do you guys feel about Annika all over again Ugh, she's yeah. back you know that fighting scene that fighting scene that we get that we see in I think Emma's book a hunger like no other, yeah. Yeah. Whose point of view was it in A Hunger Like No Other? Was Good it Lockley's? Maybe. There was something about that scene that felt familiar to me. Yeah, because yeah. I had read it before. I think it might have also been Annika. One of the two. Oh, oh fuck Annika. Like, why is she, why is she yeah. here? I had forgotten she existed. Until yeah, she, she is just such a walked onto the character. page in this one, and I was like, bitch, you again. Yeah. I I feel like Cressley Cole made a couple uh, interesting decisions in this book that I quite respect. Let's hear them. One of them, one of them in, is in relation to the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the Valkyries using Lucia in the way that they did? Mm. Forcing her to feel pain so that they can get Gareth. I think for them, it's like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. I was like, that's a bold-ass choice because yeah. it doesn't make them look very good. No. It doesn't, no. Agreed. Because Lucia doesn't want it in her head, in her dialogue. She's like, I don't want this, but my sisters are demanding it, mm-hmm. and so she does it. And I'm like, ooh, this is, this is bold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. I love it for that reason because, because again, she just, she never stops switching things up she never stops making you see each and every character in a different light Mm -hmm. yeah that's true and i think it goes to show as well like things aren't as black and white i feel like we talk about this all the time when we talk about the series but i think also once you've lived for that long like i feel like your your morality shifts like your sense of i guess morality or like whatever you deem is right or wrong it shifts like you have lived for so long you've seen things that obviously other people have not seen and for sure like i think they believe that lucia will be fine like she's lived through a lot like it's not going to be that big of an issue but not realizing how much this would affect her and i think this also goes 
back to a point that I want to talk about, which is like um, when we basically find out that Nyx could almost be a goddess. <laughs> like she's oh, like, yes. she's trying to become a goddess. And then Lucia comments on how she didn't know if Nyx would have the affinity for goodness or bad. And it's like, mm. but we are seeing Nyx as like the person that's like bringing all these couples together. But I'm like, is she really good? Or is she actually maybe doing things badly? Because we see things like she you see in like the books that we've read like she's put things into play that put our characters into pain and torture and like into Mm. trouble and sure it works out in the end but did she know it was gonna do that like did she did she care if it did or not or is it furthering her own end game yeah and I think it kind of ties well kind of ties back into uh mist and how mist was kind of used as like the seductress yes of the gang she was sent to seduce people and then you know kill them off yeah so i kind of thought that was kind of similar in that sense because again lucia here is used um as bait and and she doesn't want it mist was tired of it so does doesn't that kind of um show like they're valkyrie they're ruthless like doesn't that kind of yeah but you forget it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like when you when you're reading the series, you you care for the characters, and so you forget that. And I love that Cressley Cole is like, well, wait a minute, they're not that yeah. great. Yeah, you know, they're not great with everyone. Like that kind of plays into Lucia and how she grows to care for the humans because at first she's like, I don't give a fuck about them. exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you're reminding you're reminded of that a couple times in the series where you have these lore people that are like, I could not care less about the humans, you know. And then they're kind of they they kind of have to face the fact that the humans are there, they exist, and you kind of have to take care of them because yeah. you know, like I just I don't know, I like that. And then the other interesting bold choice that Cressley Cole made in this um, book. Did you guys notice when Gareth, I mean I'm sure you've noticed, uh, when Gareth actually says on page that he wants to kill her because she hurt his brother. And he's not saying it in like a sarcastic manner. It's the, it's in the beginning of the book. Like he's um. actually dead serious for a moment. It's the first time that we have a male that's not like I guess like all of them are always like, oh, I'm I'm ready to give up my whole life. I for can you, die. Type yeah. Yeah. Yes, and they would never say anything bad about their mate. And I felt like Car- Gareth mm. actually. Well, okay. They would, but like Gareth was actually serious no, about killing words. her for a moment. Like he loves his brother enough that he would be like, I would kill off my own mate. Well, I guess Kate kind of was thinking that too at some point <laughs> he, he was ready to kill her off but um, it was where he's like, talking to Lachlan right I, I think so is he do you have uh, the moment yeah I think so like uh, I don't know that struck me because I was like wow I don't I don't think she's ever done that before where the character was actually serious about like I, like I love my brother more than you yeah so there's there's a part where I guess he's thinking and he's like I'll I don't even know how to say this word. I'll bloody kill her. I'll bloody kill her. She went to Scotland and shot my brother. And then it goes, I harbor no anger towards her. Lachlan fisted two bars, struggling to stretch them apart. They've, no, they've reinforced these. So he's saying that to Lachlan. Yeah. So they're discussing it. Mm. But he's not being sarcastic, or at least no, in, the, in the audiobook, it didn't feel sarcastic. No. It felt like he was actually, he, 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 
was really hurt by the fact that she did that to his brother. Yeah, and he even says, he's like, I cannot believe she shot you. Yeah. When we get out of here, Al, and then uh, Lachlan interrupts, no, I do not care, especially since you you seem to accept that my mate's a vampire. Yeah. Look at Lachlan being all reasonable. Right? Like, this, look at <laughs> what this What happened lit? to this man? <laughs> what a transformation. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, so that was the other bold choice. I have I an interesting thing to, that I remarked upon as I was reading. Okay. Um. So I just like it's a whole idea of like the mating bond versus love or like romantic relationships. Okay. Like we know that these characters are like physically compatible and like they're made for each other biologically. Um. But like it's the first time I think Gareth, um, comments or any of the males or anyone that's mated has commented on like whether or not they like their female and like. He talks about, like, I'll, I have the quote here. I'll read it. Um, Gareth tells uh, Lachlan that I'd been so busy chasing her down that I never stopped to see if I truly liked her. I never had the opportunity opportunity to discover if I could. And then, like, and then Lachlan is like, and now that you've had the opportunity. And then Gareth hesitates. And then he admitted in a low tone, I like her, everything about her. Each day he fell deeper under her spell. And then he continues and talks about, like, she's so clever and I like that she's so proud. Like, it's the first time I think we see the difference between the mating bond and the romance. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, like, especially for the werewolves, because they're so (laughs) single-minded when they find their mate. More so, I find that the demons, because the demons kind of don't know until they've consummated the mating bond yeah and then the vampires are kind of but not as much in my opinion like the werewolves are very much like now and like it just means so much to them like they say once they find their mate they're already like it's as good as being married like it's more eternal than marriage right so like for them like for him to make this differentiation and like I don't know I liked that we touched upon this because it was a question I feel like we also had I think earlier on um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I really liked that we talked about it in this one. Like Marge is nodding her head. Yep. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I, so I just saw one of the quotes that really shocked me. Mm-hmm. I guess there were a lot of things in this book that shocked us. Yeah. Weirdly enough. I like, I didn't realize that till just now. Um, Gareth says at one point, and I want to know what you guys think of okay. this. I guess it's another bold choice. Okay. He says to Lucia. I'll keep doing this. He just fucked her. Okay. He says, I'll keep doing this until you see the two of us as your religion. Oh. I was like, boy, that's problematic? Huh. Question mark? Huh. <laughs> I don't see it like, as problematic. This <laughs> is like, you are my religion. <laughs> I'll accept it. The like A is her like, religion. That is intense. Yeah. Like, someone's religion, like, you want this mating bond to become something she worships. Religion? Yeah, something yeah, she worships. That's, that's, like, next level. I feel like Lachlan didn't quite go there. I mean, like, <laughs> is he, like, that good? Like, he's that confident? I mean, it's not even a question of confidence. It's, like, because like, I, I, the only thing I can picture is, like, a cult. And, like, a cult-like mindedness. Like, it just... Girl, I don't you know, went like you there. worship the ground I walk on type thing. But like, if you that's think intense. about it, that statement has been used so many times in terms of like sex or like sexuality. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. 
I'm just gonna say this like she worshiped my mm, you know like (laughs) (laughs) you know like you read that all the Um, time I read that all the time at least but do you not roll your eyes though yeah of course like bitch is just a dick like yeah (laughs) I know because I just feel like it doesn't fit the Valkyries like no Valkyrie would ever do that like they don't worship the ground anyone walks on except themselves (laughs) yeah and also this book didn't you know how they say like the Valkyrie always knows um who their mate is or who they want to spend the rest of their life with when they want to run into their arms Lucy has never worked on that that, and she never ran into his arms Mm. But they are mates. Like, we're not refuting the fact. I just thought it was really interesting that it was dropped in this book. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) Lucia and Gareth are not actually mates. (laughs) You heard it here first. Um, No, that's true. I didn't think about that. I forgot about that, actually. They kind of have unfinished business. And I'm not mad about it. No. No, I'm not either. I feel like... I feel like oftentimes you finish a romance novel and you kind of feel like, okay, well, their life kind of ends here. I mean, it kind of is eternal in a way, but it kind of ends there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I feel like Mm -hmm. in this case, you really get the feeling that, no, these two characters are going to go on and have much more to live together that we just won't get to see. Exactly. Which I mean, like, I'm trying to remember if they become, like, important later on again. Like, if they have any... I think they do... But, like, not to the point where, like, their issues or, like, not even issues, Hmm. their problems are brought back or, like, just, like, discussed or anything like that. I don't think so. I think they are. In Reagan's book, I believe they are in it. Cressy Cole doesn't write her stories like Jarrah Ward. So, like, Jarrah Ward um, has books with, like, numerous different perspectives, like, to the Mm -hmm. point where there's, like, maybe... At a point, six characters, I get a perspective, you know? Um, so she doesn't do that. I feel like once their book is over, like, their story, like, you know, their whole book is done, they don't really get perspectives in the other books. But uh, up until that point, I believe they they do get perspectives, right? Like, Kate got a perspective in... Yeah, there's, like, different perspectives here and there. Yeah, but I feel like once their story is done, like, in their own book, they don't get perspectives afterwards. I don't think so. I feel like in this one, there was someone. There was someone that had... had Oh, Lachlan or Emma. One of the two did. Mm -hmm. They did. I think Lachlan I think it was Lachlan. Yeah. Yeah. So never mind. it was Lachlan. Ignore Mm -hmm. what I just said. Um, can I just say that this this scene... Okay. I feel like this book had a really epic fight scene. Like, I could picture it. Like, when they're talking to each other, like, they're arguing and fighting at the same time. Do you guys not remember that? No. They just got into the cave where the, like, mummy thing is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, they're fighting and arguing at the same time. Like, they're fighting with their words and fighting other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. that was epic, guys. I mean, it was a good scene. I was just more like, ooh, Lothair. <laughs> I think he comes after. I know. I was like, ooh, Lothair. That's all she cared I about. Knew he was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm literally the nymph for Lothair. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was interesting, Um, the voice of Kruak. I just thought it was like, it sounded really, I was like, whoa, because this is my first time listening to this 
book. I listened to like the first twenty percent with the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it was my first time, and like when I heard his voice for Kruak, I was like, whoa! Like I thought it was really interesting, but like low key kind of. Oh, I I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, you can't say the same. <laughs> We're just not like no comment. Fine. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Uh, but speaking of beasts, speaking of beasts, that sex scene when he's like, when Gareth is like Loki a beast, it was too short. It was too yeah, short. Yeah, their sex scene was, was very short. It. And I, I was, was kind of, it. I felt gypped. Yes. Like, you know, I felt like I needed a longer scene. I feel like usually when Cressley Cole promises me something, she delivers. And then here, it was like five lines and then she skipped over it. And I was like, how? dare you how dare you i mean i guess she kind of gave us a longer sex scene like when she when lucia was trying to bring him back from the brink but i want the beastly sex that's what well was she was for. having sex with his beast for like a long time so yeah. what had happened you know i mean i guess we should give them a little you know sum up so basically um gareth was forced to believe that he had killed lucia by a kruak um and that allowed for the beast to fully take over because Gareth couldn't believe that he had killed Lucia, his mate. Um, So Lucia had to go and find a way to bring him back from the brink. And that she used her body. I can't believe we haven't mentioned that till now. I know. (laughs) I thought it was so interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it was. By the way. (laughs) Jeez. That was awesome. I love that. I really love that too. And I love that we've Um, had so many werewolf books. But they all yeah. were so different. And, like, this one brought something else that was different as well. I'm just such a sucker for, like, a beast, beast-like beast man that just is so far down, like, the beast route that he's just, like, gone mentally. Like, it's yeah. just, oh, I'm just here for that. And, like, I just love and how... And, of course, sex is, sex is the way back. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. <laughs> And I also love the trope where, like, the partner is presumed dead. Like, I don't know why. And I love... Oh, yeah. I think it's, like, the reunion is so good after. Like, you know, like, I thought you died. And then, obviously, the mate is not dead. And, like, you have to find a way to convince that person that they're alive. I just love that trope. We need more it of it. It was especially good because he thought he had killed her. Killed her, her. yeah. Like another that level. Sad. Mm-hmm. That broke my heart a little bit. Speaking of beasts and monsters... <laughs> love that transition <laughs> what do you think the monster of the story is <laughs> um i feel like this is harder to pinpoint exactly what the monster is yeah um i don't know i couldn't think of any the only thing for lucia was her lack of communication but i don't know if that can no i agree i think it did sabotage relationship quite often yeah. um what did you think i think Okay, I feel like Lucia was a little confusing in her messaging because at one point she says, and I marked it down, she says, I never actually wanted to be a Valkyrie. She says that. She never wanted to be a Valkyrie warrior. That Mm -hmm. was just, she wanted a husband, a family, a house. She just wanted a normal life. And then later on, she says um, she'd never shoot again. Her life as she knew it would end. And she was really devastated. Like that, that was when she thought that she wouldn't be a, a, um, 
Archer anymore. Yeah. And, and so I was like, so you didn't want this life, but you also can't let it go. Yeah. Because I think it's been like her security blanket for over a thousand years. Yeah. Like she just, she doesn't know what she wants. And I feel like it's kind of like um, Naomi in the house. Like she didn't want to leave because oh. in a way that was tying her back to her past. Mm-hmm. And so when the house burnt down, it was like yeah. she was fa- finally free of that. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's the, the same thing where she was kind of just holding on to this thing, even though it's not what she had planned for herself. I agree. Um, but she was holding on to it because it's safety, it's comfortable, it's what she knows, and it's scary to let go and move on and, you know, um, change. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And I thought that would probably be part of her monster. Yeah. yeah. And I think I agree with that. And like, I took it as like, for Lucia, I think it was the identity that she made for herself as well as, like, the importance she put behind the identity she built for herself. Her name was yeah. Lucia the Archer. I mean, obviously, for reasons we know. Mm-hmm. She prided herself on the skills and, like, her ability to never miss. Um, but that had sabotaged, obviously, her relationship with um, Gareth. And also, she did talk about how she'd wanted her own, like, family, her own, like, dozen I think she said a dozen of children I don't know what Mm -hmm. she said but um yeah she wanted all of that but like because of this whole importance and like how detrimental being an archer meant to her because that's that was her identity she is known as the archer and like that sabotaged her relationship with Gareth and that's why it like stopped progressing and like it took so long to get where they were because of like the importance she put on identity Mm-hmm. Yes, plus, like, if that's the entirety of who you are, then when you take that away, what who are, are you? you? Exactly. Yeah. And like, she doesn't know. This is the, the identity that she's been given. But beyond that, like, who am I? You know what I mean? I don't know. And that's scary. Like, when you don't think about it, when you don't explore that. Then, yeah. You know. And that's why I think this book was really well done in the sense where we have Lucia that's, like, struggling with, like, identity and, like, what will she be after she no longer has those skills of an archer. But then we have Gareth on one hand that is so sure of himself. So he knows who he is. He knows who he wants to be. And, like, I love seeing him being, like, her, like, I guess, not pillar of strength. But, like, he is, like, the strength of the story physically and also mentally. Yeah, I can see that. Which I thought was really good. Yeah. So what do you think his monster would be? Do you think he has one? Um, can I read what I wrote? I have. Okay. Bullet point. Gareth's monster dot dot dot. I don't think he really had one, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> LOL, he was perfect. <laughs> well said. Love that. <laughs> well said. Perfectly said. I actually yeah. don't, I, I, I was struggling. I don't, I couldn't find one for him. I couldn't find one either. And I feel like this, um, it, it brought me to think about the dynamic between siblings, like with the vampires, mm. with the demons. And then with the werewolves, where he wasn't really worried. I don't want to say maybe worried, but he didn't have that. Um, yeah, I guess that worry that his brother is missing or that he's dead. Because he even mentions to the twins um, that he didn't he didn't feel that his brother was dead. Yeah. So he didn't have that guilt of of maybe not going out to go find him or well i mean i guess that would be part of his monster i don't think i think in part he said that because he didn't want to believe his brother could be dead yeah like i think it was more that like he he didn't want to take over 
you know, as the the, the new king, he mm-hmm. he didn't want that responsibility. Plus, he didn't want to believe his brother could be gone and what that meant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it was also that. Did you think he had a monster? Um? Well, beyond that, once he got over that and realized his brother was well and alive, mm-hmm. um, I don't think so. No, I and so. I didn't, I think it was on purpose too. Like, as I said, I oh, think. Oh, actually, I know. Oh, never okay. mind. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't know if this would count as a monster. I think now we're just being nitpicky. His need to know everything. But that's his everyone. constant need to want, like, his, his need to want, what, can I English? <laughs> his need to know everything about Lucia right then and there. I do think that followed him through this novel, but I do think at the end of the book, you see, like, the ending of that. Like, he's he's fine with it now, with not knowing. But I do think for a while, like, that was an issue with him. Like, he wanted to know everything right yeah. then and there. And he, he had trouble at some points understanding that perhaps she's not ready. Yeah, I okay, agree with that. Yeah. He did have trouble understanding that she wasn't ready. But I also feel like that's, like, any person going into a long-term relationship. And, you know, like, I think sure. you want to know everything about that person from the get-go. Like, you want to know that person inside and out. And, like, I'd, I wouldn't necessarily call it a monster I don't know. I just like I feel like if we are looking for one, I think that could be it. But I think he was also written in a way where like he wasn't obviously perfect. Like he had flaws, but like they weren't like so big that we would be like that was his monster. It was stopping him from getting that absolute bliss. I think he was written in the sense to be like as I said, the strength of the story, whereas like Lucia was the tortured soul. She was the one that was suffering through her trauma and her past, her you know, the, the torture she's experienced and even up to, like, having to kill him every, f- like, 500 years, putting him back to sleep, Kurok. And it's just, like, she was a tortured soul that needed, that had the monsters that were stopping her from getting her happiness. I mean, and just, like S said, just overall communication, mm-hmm. um, understanding that um, sometimes, you know, there's things you just want to do yourself and you don't want to bother someone else with it or whatnot. Like, yeah. like Gareth thinking that he's going to go out there and kill whatever his name is, Gagreflex. <laughs> 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 and not telling her and then her doing the same thing and not telling him and then being True. mad that okay, he fine. was going to do it for her and being like, this is my kill. Mm-hmm. He hurt yeah. me. Yeah. So I agree. What did you guys think of um, El Dorado actually being La Dorada? Oh, that was interesting. That was very Cressley goal. Yeah, I, I felt right? Like, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's her thing. Being like, oh, you think this is going to be a powerful man? Nah, it's going to be a powerful woman. At first mm-hmm. I was like, wait, we're going to like the city of El Dorado? And then we find out it's a man. <laughs> and then we find out, oh, wait, it's a woman. Are we going to get to our ranking now? Yes. All right. Females first. I'll start. Bottom up. Okay. So in seventh place, we have Naomi, then Emma, then Daniela and Lucia as a tie in fifth place, and then Mary Ketta, Katerin and Holly, again, tied, then Mist and Sabine. Hmm. Queen, as always. (laughs) Well, she has a literal queen, too. So, so you have a number five, you have two, and a number one, you have two? 
number three and five. Three and five. Okay. Katerin and Holly and then Daniela and Lucia. Do you want to go, Seth? Sure. Um, so ninth place, I got Naomi, Emma, Lucia, Danny, Holly, Mist, and then top three is Katerin, Sabine, and Mariketta. They have not changed yet. Okay, for me, I have ninth place, Naomi, then Daniela, then Katerin, and then Emma, Mist, uh, Sabine. <laughs> I'm like waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sabine. <laughs> then Lucia, and then Holly, and then Mariketta. Okay. Wait, so who's who's your top three? It is Mariketta, Holly, and Lucia. What about you, Seth? Um, Katerin, Sabine, Mariketta. Katerin is so low on your list, Us. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. shocked. I had to do, and I had to think about it, too. And I had to go back to my notes, and... <clears throat> so they might change again. Yeah, next I week. think they will. So my, my list is totally going to take a real shake-up next few books. Yeah. It will be fun at the end of the series to, like, go back and see what we rated... Like, right? who we rated where, and, like, yeah. if it changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, men... <laughs> um okay black lane um yeah <laughs> though i will say i liked him more in this book yeah same. he's redeeming himself in my eyes i was like who is this reasonable down-to-earth emotional black lane you know yeah you, know? you don't need to, you don't need to explain i understand why he's at nine <laughs> go ahead black lane murdoch sebastian then Conrad and Bowen and Gareth tied. <laughs> okay, you can't do that. I just... <laughs> you cannot put three people. Two, two stretching it, but three Because not honestly, my list, my list is like Rystrom one, two is Nikolai, and then three is everyone else. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, if I had to choose... It'd be, it'd be Conrad and Bowen tied. Those, those two are not changing. And okay. then Gareth, Cade, Nikolai, Brightstrom. Okay. So our, our bottom three are the same. Um, okay. So it's ninth place, Lachlane, then Murdoch, then Sebastian. And then sixth place is Nikolai, then Gareth, then Cade. And top three is Rydstrom, Bowen, and Conrad. So it's different. Very different. Yeah. In the top three. Yeah. Well, except Brystrom. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's he's my first. He's not your first, but you know what I mean? That's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, ready? So um, I have two in eighth place, which is Murdoch and Conrad. Uh, seventh place. Um, I think the connection went. I don't think I heard the right the right <laughs> name. There. Oh God! What? What the hell? Uh, see, this is why we. I'm really contemplating this friendship. This is why you're on like parole wow. for this friendship. I like what I like, Seth. Deal with it. Listen, even, I'm I'm even surprised. And Conrad's well, not you even know one what? of my favorites. Keep in mind that your man Lachlan is in my last absolute spot that That's will okay. never change. That's okay. Conrad's going to be last too, so don't even worry, girl. So eighth place, Murdoch and Conrad, seventh I'm place. I'm muting you. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen, Seth. Turn up your volume. <laughs> so, can, I, can I go? Go. But now okay, I'm judging so you all the way through. Seventh place, Sebastian. Sixth, 
sixth place, Rystrom. Rystrom in sixth place? Oh my gosh! Fifth place, Nikolai. Fourth place, Slackmane. Third place, Kadeon. Second, Bowen. And first, Gareth. <laughs> you okay, Marge? You good? Uh, if only, if only everyone could see your face right now, Mark. I just, I'm speechless. <laughs> Did we know that? Was it like that last week? It was not. I think we would have freaked out more. Rydstrom last time was fifth, so he went oh, down. Okay. <gasps> oh, but I mean that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, was, it should not be a shock. So I guess this is a He's shock the- every week. How dare you? He's right? the one man who actually delivered on a good spanking. And he's sixth. Well, think about me and Conrad, who's my number one. This girl oh, God, put him no. at number he's, nine. He, he's no. not spanking anyone. So, like, he's at the bottom to start with. You know what? I think this is when we end this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to an episode, guys. Peace out. We'll not we'll not have a next one. This is it. We're done. Oh god. I feel like it's becoming more and more violent as we progress. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> perhaps by book 20 it will be an all-out war. <laughs> It'll just be us fighting for an hour and a half. So wait. No, your top three is not all werewolves. You have Kate in there. Yeah. See, I am versatile. I don't discriminate. I have a demon, a like it, and a vampire. I have two demons, so I guess <laughs> I'm a demon girl. Because <laughs> it's Rydstrom, Nikolai, and Kate. Mine's Rydstrom, Bowen, so, and Conrad. Oof, can you imagine that sandwich, though? Rydstrom, Nikolai, and Cade. Can you imagine mine? I think I would die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see why we are labeled as nymphs. Okay, well... I think we're done. How 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 does one go from this? I I don't even know. Should we how, play how... a little uh, fuck Mary kill? Yep. Oh my Let's god. Let's do it. Okay. Oof. We should just do our top three. Oh. Our top three. Okay. Oof. Why did I just suggest that, Marge? Are you insane? Well, you did. So you, <laughs> now I you have to myself? go first. Marge. Okay. Will you fuck Mary or kill. Go. Oh God! Why did I say that? Um, I know mine's hard too. <laughs> Okay, so my top three is Rydstrom, Nuclei, and Cade. So I think I would <laughs> kill Cade. <laughs> and then I would fuck Nikolai and marry Rydstrom. <laughs> or do, do I marry you- Nikolai and fuck Rydstrom? I might marry Nikolai and fuck Rydstrom. <laughs> That's hard. Oh, man, this is hard. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> um, can I just say I'll have a polygamous marriage with all three of them? No. Oh, girl. Mm-hmm. No. Um, okay, so my top three is Rydstrom, Bowen, and Conrad. You're killing off Rydstrom. I can see you coming. But then he would be so kinky. <sighs> Okay, this is, I'm going to be here for an hour. Um, okay. I would... Let me just revert back to um, their books for a second. Okay. I think as much as he is my second, 
just just for the sex, I would Oof. kill She's Bowen. She's throw Bowen off a cliff. <laughs> You're gonna kill and Bowen. Fuck Rydstrom and then marry Conrad. <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah. tough. I know, cause he's my second, and I did love Bowen, but your turn, S. I don't know. I love them all. Um, okay. Fuck Kadeon, marry Gareth, and kill Bowen. <gasps> Poor Bowen. We both killed him. Yeah. Aww. Well, he yeah. did he did yell Mariah during sex. So. <laughs> exactly. He needs to be killed <laughs> for a that bit. reason alone. So. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> All right. This was hard. It wasn't fun. It was so hard. <laughs> I'm heartbroken. I just killed off Cade. All right, everyone. Well, after this torture we just put ourselves through, I think it's time to end this episode. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed um, our discussion of Pleasure of the Dark Prince by Cressley Cole. Um, you can look on social media to find out what we're reading next week. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at Romancing the Monsters Podcast and also on Twitter at BRTMPod. And you can also find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Foes and Lovers. And you can find me S on both Instagram and Twitter at But This Book. And you can find me Saf on both Twitter and Instagram at Pros with Woes. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, please consider leaving a review, sharing the podcast with your friends and family, and giving us a shout out. Anything yes. that helps. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Do 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 do. do. Okay. I'm so used to listening to the music now that I'm waiting for it to like finish. <laughs>